I'm Cray Beaumont Flynn. Welcome to Beyond the Design, a show that gives you a peek behind the curtain of the design industry and shares the stories of those that are the driving force behind it. Well, welcome to Beyond the Design, and today we have Susie and David Lucas from Lucas Interior Studio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Cray. Hi, Cray. Thank you. Well, well, we're just going to start off, and I'm going to ask you to tell us your story of how you got involved into this industry and what drives you. Dave, I feel like you need to, <laughs> just so you know, I think we should share with our uh, with your listeners, that we're brother and sister. Um, Dave is the big brother, and we're also um, a family business. So our sister Rachel, who's very much a part of our business, mm-hmm. um, isn't on the podcast today because she's more on the background things, uh, end of things, um, in terms of not on the design forward aspect. Um, but with that, I think Dave should lead the story because you know, big brother. <laughs> yeah, it all starts with me. Um, I came first. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You got priority. <laughs> yeah. I, it was funny when Sue and I were like talking about this. We we're like, what are we going to say? Like, how do we talk about our uh, business and, you know, how salty can we get? <laughs> Stuff like that. As salty you want to get. <laughs> we're Susie's not censored. Like, no, Susie's like, don't get too salty. Susie's the sweet one. I'm the salty one. Um, so, I mean, basically, you know, our industry is, it's sort of, I feel like, you know, like the stories that different people have around how they got into the industry, uh, they, it kind of like, you know, it's sort of all over the place, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like more often than not, I hear stories about people who, it's like they sort of organically ended up getting into design and interiors it just sort of happened as this uh, series of events maybe like connections with friends and you know interest in decorating and in design and stuff like that that is like not our story um i have been designing houses since i was like three years old Um, this is like (laughs) this has been you know i like i was saying to Susie, i'm like i think maybe i believe in past lives because there's no way that i could have like known about you know in this design the way that i did as like a you know little kid just doesn't make any sense um so you know really i've been you know it's been like a lifelong passion um you know like it's just something that, you know, has, it's, it's like, I've had the, this sort of drive and the, um, the, you know, kind of real interest and, you know, kind of fire for architecture and design, but have not really had the, the, um, the access or the connection to it. Mm. I mean, we come from a pretty uh, humble background. Uh, you know, there were no real mentors um, for what it meant to be in a career of architecture or design. So it was sort of something that I had to, you know, it's like I, I um, have been, you know, like I said, drawing since I was forever, you know, really interested in, in architecture, like building little models, um, uh, you know, just sort of something that, um, you know, then eventually I was like, oh, I can go to school for this. I can go to college and <laughs> 
you know, kind of you can make a more. life out of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally it sounds so stupid, but it was like, there was no, like, I pretty much, it was like, I was in the dark. Like there was really nobody really leading me into like, what, like, how do you take this, uh, this interest and desire and turn that into something that can become your career? And so, you know, it's like, eventually I figured it out. Like I stumbled my way into like, okay, I, you know, I went to Parsons uh, School of Design, uh, you know, in there, you know, obviously like it's a, a challenging school. I made you know, a lot of great connections with, um, you know, teachers. And that's sort of where I really feel like I started to be mentored. Um, you know, I feel like if it wasn't for some of those relationships that I had had with, you know, um, the teachers in school, you know, I wouldn't have understood the the process i mean it's because of that that i ended up getting you know internships and you mm -hmm. know and then you and, know eventually will, jobs and... will, i'll jump in and just support david's freaky obsession with drawing as a little kid <laughs> I, I mean i can't we don't need to put ages on everything but i can't speak to david's like five-year-old floor plans but i when i was probably about five or six you know david was a teenager and I remember him just like in his room, listening to like goth music and just drawing. I'm like, whatever. He's like, what is he doing in there? And then just churning out these amazing 80s, like dynasty inspired corporate. <laughs> like, curved, yeah, like 100%. Curved, um, staircases, just right. like. So, yeah. I, you know, I think that was pre-Parsons, but I'm just yeah, validating <laughs> that you were, you know, you were trying to explore what it all means, how it yeah, all Yeah, like through, through <laughs> the eyes of like a very Long Island teenager, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that like, you know, obviously then that turned into, you know, sort of was very incremental. And it's like, I had to sort of like prove my worth in order to like, you know, kind of climb to the next rung and mm -hmm. so you know eventually I went from working in I worked for a firm in New York that was like you know my job was detailing handicap accessible bathrooms for um off track Ooh. off track <laughs> bedding off track bedding branches to like to keep the guys in there from like peeing on the street outside the right. <laughs> An important so was, factor, but not yeah, very creative. That was like, no, that was no, it, actually, it was like an amazing, what was so amazing about this job is number one, I got to go to like every single borough of New York. And, you know, it's like, it's just getting this like really great education on like, you know, just what New York, how, you know, how New York City is connected, what mm -hmm. the different neighborhoods are like. I mean, there's just like so much there. And then like for the, with the job itself, it's like, yeah, from the outside, it's like a very boring job, but like, you know, each of the spaces was different and then having to go in and insert this function in a way that wasn't going to disrupt the way that the space flowed, but actually gave this additional usage. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like not the greatest design thing in the world. If I had to do that today, right. I'd probably shoot <laughs> myself, but you know, it's like at the time it was, it was uh, a great challenge. So anyway, I go from this to moving out West. I moved to Seattle. Um, just because Seattle at the time was like, you know, so incredibly cheap and, you know, you could live in like a normal ha like house or apartment for like, you know, less money than I paid to share a studio in New York, you know, like that kind of right. thing. Like, so, um, <laughs> it was just a very livable city at the time. So it, it was, it just felt like I wanted to, you know, move out West. I always kind of felt this connection to the Northwest. Um, and so 
you know, moving out here, I started working for a, an interior designer and because um, he was sort of looking for an in-house architect. Uh, and so from there, it's sort of like I went from, you know, this one world into like the, you know, kind of like highest of high end residential interior work, uh, you know, with this designer in Seattle. So it was like, mm-hmm. that's where it's sort of like, I think our my path kind of got into the realm of design that I've sort of like now built a, you know, 20, 25 year career from. So Susie, how did you get tied into this and your sister? So I think... Sorry, Sue, I'm going to interrupt you. We're going to leave Rachel to the end because we sort of tricked Rachel, but we'll get into that. (laughs) So David was, must have been out here for a few years. I had probably visited, you know, a few summers in a row and I just really liked it. I was going to school in Manhattan, um, SBA for fine art. And I just wanted to make a change. So, you know, I had visited my my boyfriend at the time, now husband, he and I had visited a few summers in a row. And we were just like, let's go move across the country. Not really, when you're like 20 years old, you don't really think about, uh, you know, two right. feet in front of you. We were just like, <laughs> let's do it. And so we, we landed here um, and I just got any random job I could. And then David was like, you know, we need help in the office. So the um, the interior designer David was working for is named Terry Hunziker. I don't know if you've um, known Name his work, Cray, but yeah, he. I mean, an amazing designer, right? And like David said, it's like, especially for somebody like me who had, had you know, David at least was like on the track of architecture and, you know, diving deep into that world. I just was sort of like, I really... So I have the organic story of like, I just kind of fell into it. Um, so <laughs> Terry's office was quite small. It was really just Terry, David, and, um, you know, one other guy. And it was like three guys in an office. So nobody was doing library. Nobody was organizing things. So I just, used, you know, I would show up on Fridays and start organizing. And that quickly turned into part-time and then quickly full-time. And... I just was like a little sponge in that office. I just like loved everything about it. Um, I loved being around all the materials. Uh, I I already loved drawing and learning how to, David did teach me how to like uh, draw to scale, which was mm. new and exciting <laughs> and like something that we don't really do anymore, but it was great. <laughs> Um, from his from his five year old drawings or for a recent? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we it was just like it really was like fast track learning how this like, crazy world works um, of high end residential interior design. Um, and right around the same time, David actually had a life change where he moved back to New York. Um, so he sort of like I, I followed him out here, and then he left me. He went back to New York. <laughs> But I stayed working with Terry and I sort of became the liaison between David and Terry for many, many years, probably about 10 years. And that was where I really learned how to project manage, um, just all the ins and outs of working on these super complicated high-end homes. And I, it's funny when I go, when I think back in time, like I had zero clue what we were doing <laughs> at first. Like I'll always remember my first design center visit I was like uh, clearly when I think back to it now it was 
there must have been an event going on, but I remember going into a showroom and there was just people drinking wine. And I was like, this is like a mall where there's furniture, but you can't really buy anything. But like, what, like, what are these people doing? I was so confused. And, you know, now obviously it all makes sense, but it's, it's a, it's a unique world, I think, um, especially the, at the time that I got into it, which was like sort of pre-internet, right? It was like so, the internet hadn't taken over every aspect of our lives. What was the catalyst and who had the epitome of, to start a, a business together with all three siblings? Susie, it was, it yeah. was no, 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 no. So I, <laughs> so I'm gonna like, I'm gonna give you the credit because I actually, like Susie said, I had left and gone to New York. I was working more as like a, um, I was an outside consultant for Terry. Just basically, what I would say that means is, if there were projects that I didn't want to work on, I wasn't working on them. I only worked on the projects that, like, nice, you know. <laughs> but and then I also took some additional projects on my own, um, but. And then what ended up happening is those other projects that I wasn't working on, Susie ended up working on those projects in the office. So between the two of us, we were like managing all of the office projects. And we're talking about like, you know, the, the office is in Seattle, but that work was like all over California, Texas, like South Korea, New Zealand. Wow. Like we were working on projects, like, you know, we were sort of like going to all of these different job sites. So we really learned how to work remotely work on projects with project teams, you know, long distances uh, really well from the many years that we, you know, worked uh, together, in, you know, in mm -hmm. this office. So basically what happened is I ended up coming back out to Seattle to live. And then Susie and I were both back in the office and Susie one day just turns to me and she's like, why are we running this man's office? Like she was basically just like, why, like, why are we doing this? Like, does this make sense? And I was, you know, cause I never really thought about it. Like that's cause I just don't have, like Susie is the planner. She's the one who sort of like, you know, puts everything on the list and, and figures out what we need to do to get to those next um, stages. And so it just like, you know, I was just happy that I was like, Oh, I get to work in design. I'm so excited. This is like amazing. And even though it was like with another person's name on it, uh, which is annoying, it still, you know, I was still able to work in this industry that I felt privileged to work in because of, you know, like, you know, how amazing is it that you know, this person from my background gets to, you know, mm -hmm. work on these amazing houses with these incredible architects and you know, whatever. So, but it was Susie who was like, no, we can, this is like, we should be doing this for ourselves. We should be building our own um, presence in the design community. And so, yeah, like little sister, taskmaster, president of the company. <laughs> well, I think also when I say it was like a natural evolution, I think at a certain point you can, like, if the, if, if um, Terry's work is very, uh, like he has a look, he doesn't want to, it doesn't, he doesn't like, it doesn't evolve in certain ways, but people love it and, and go to him for it. And I was always trying to bring new things to the table. Like, oh, what about this chair? What about this fabric? And like out of 10 suggestions, like I would be so excited if he used one. Um, <laughs> and I think after a while, you're just like, I, you know, it was like, it was time for us to be able to just make our own decisions right. and 
So I think from a design point of view, we wanted to be able to not have to have approval on things. Yeah. And it's just like, Susie has a voice in design. I have a voice in design. And it's like, we work really hard. Like it really works well. Like what we each bring to our projects. Um, It's like very seamless and, and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it it just, we, we complement and support the, you know, what we each bring to the table. And it's just, you know, like our, the only way that that was ever going to happen is like Susie said, us, kind of taking the leap and going off on our own which was like scary for me but Susie is kind of fearless in that way she's like whatever like we'll figure it out it's fine <laughs> I I don't know maybe <laughs> just, it, we're, we feel really grateful that it worked let's just say that it yeah. definitely could have not worked um, but we're very grateful it worked well, and so, it's been, especially since you're siblings as well I mean you've grown each other grown up with each other your entire lives and now you're working with each other so <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's kind of crazy you know it's I think it's probably for the people in our office which you know we have such great team members who are so like work so hard and are just really we're so lucky to have such a awesome team but I'm sure we drive them crazy especially the three of us because we can just be fighting and you know driving each other nuts and then it's like oh what's for lunch like it's like it's like that family dynamic of like you can just be like we can flip the switch really easily of going from being like catty with each other to like all right what's next and I think people around us are probably like oh my god these people are insane (laughs) like yeah we try to keep it professional at work but sometimes it's hard Right. Yeah. You just and, fall into. And then Rachel, just to close the loop on the uh, crazy question. So Susie and I were out here like, you know, we just sort of like, luckily we, we got, um, you know, just through like years of um, developing relationships with like, you know, contractors and architects and like different fabricators. Like we basically, our network of support were like all of those people that we had spent years working with. Like that was really mm-hmm. our our network to draw upon. And, right. and and also like clients, like, you know, clients that we had, because, you know, like I said, I, you know, the, the office we came from, I treated all of the clients in that office as if they were my own. It wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was working for somebody. I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, that it was my responsibility to make sure that these people were happy. So you know, like these, the, those clients were, you know, like when they heard that we were going off on our own, they made, you know, they referred us to potential projects and, right. you know, which was great. And so Susie and I ended up getting a few projects in that way. And so it's like, <clears throat> we're just like, kind of like jumping into it and like starting all this design work. But at the at, like, meanwhile, nobody is handling the back end so like we were like working on all this stuff and then like we just you know like we realized oh there's this like financial piece of this that we have to somehow get figured out and so that was when we were like all right we need rachel because rachel has like this mathematical brain and so we just (laughs) were sort of like ray you should really move out to seattle it's like it's so like inexpensive here and it's so beautiful and you know it's just like the greatest place in the world to live so we like trick her to come you know we have her move out here and then basically <laughs> like chain her to a desk and like she's not able to like do anything but well, work literally she got off the plane and we went right to an office max 
Guess what? You're working. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. But what's amazing about Rachel is, you know, Rachel did go to Parsons. She went for furniture design. So she has like just a natural understanding of design. Mm. And she loves reminding everybody in the office. She's like, I know how to use CAD. I taught CAD. And I think that actually brings, it, it really does help when the person doing ju- the, the financial side truly understands, you know, what we're doing. Right. Um, and she's, we wouldn't be able to do it without her because I was doing our taxes and money in the beginning and it, it was an absolute nightmare, like right. an absolute, just total mess of money. So yeah, I think Susie, uh, Rachel was like, it took a year to clean up our mess. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> so yeah, so it's sort of like, I think it's like, and from that, it has just like evolved into what it is today with the three of us together. So let's talk a a little bit about your projects and scope of work that you're doing. Um, Is most of it in the Northwest uh, region? Are you doing national work as well? National. I think that basically because of the fact that we we were already so used to working in different places that Mm -hmm. like we didn't have just specifically this Northwest like, you know, network. We have... You know, we had this great network already in Southern California, for instance, because we were already working with, you know, so many different architects and contractors and whatever, like down there, so that if somebody had a, you know, some kind of a lead on something, you know, down there, we were able to then interview and luckily, you know, get uh, projects, you know, like, for instance, in Southern California. Um, And it's just kind of like grown in different places. Like we do a lot of work in Sun Valley, Idaho. Um, we do, you know, we just basically, we'll go wherever, wherever they want us, Mm -hmm. we'll go, you know? But yeah, I think the magnitude (laughs) is mostly, um, Southern California, a lot of work out in the desert. Um, we have a few projects locally here in Seattle, um, in terms of ground up construction, a lot of Sun Valley, what else? Pebble beach kind of, that's an exciting one that just kind of, um, just started yeah just started so yeah just managing all the different timelines right and david since you have an architectural background are you doing architectural work and interior work as well uh yes it's i mean i I think that one of the main things that people um come to us for is the sense of um you know that the we don't like, I don't look at interior design as, as decorating. It's not like a decorative process for me, like interior design. Like I see it, you know, very much that let's say like architecture is like the bone in the flesh and like the interior design is the skin. So it's like, if the, you know, we have to, as interior designers be very respectful of what the architecture is, you know, like uh-huh. how we're, you know, our, our job is like, you know, we have to be holistic about the process. And so for me, there is really no, you know, I, you know, the, if there's something, all right, I'm just going to say it. Like, we'll, we get floor plans all the time. We get like, you know, houses that like will come to us to look at for, you know, potential project. And I'll just be like, this house is terrible. Like if we just made like these changes to it, like it would be a much better project for the client. And like, sometimes that doesn't work, but like, sometimes it does work. So like there will be times when, you know, for instance, I'll just completely redesign a house and be like, Hey, 
I know you just hired us to like maybe design some fireplaces and, you know, do your interior furniture, but like your, this house really should be this. And, you know, like oftentimes a client, luckily for me, and it's usually the clients that are best for me because they understand that, like what we can bring to the table, um, they'll be like, wow, that's like, that's what I've been waiting for. Like, I don't know what it was about the current design, but it just felt off to me. And like, you completely have like, you know, now I see, you know, you've sort of like, you're seeing what I'm seeing in this, in this project. So that's sort of what is the most exciting for me is being able to do that. And oftentimes that means, you know, being very heavily involved in the architecture. Luckily Mm -hmm. we work with, um, you know, I say like we get projects that, you know, things shown to us that are like not the greatest projects, but you know, most of the time we never take those kinds of projects anymore, Right. anymore, Um, but (laughs) (laughs) but like we work with great, you know, we work with some really great architects as well. And one in particular, we work a lot with this architect, Bill Heyer down in Southern California. He does a lot of work in uh, La Jolla, like Del Mm -hmm. Mar out in the desert. And we just have this like really great, like, symbiotic relationship where like we really understand his architecture he really understands that he has to give us the freedom to do what we do and so but he knows that we're going to be completely respectful of his project like actually one of the first houses that Susie and I got that was like you know just became this very important project for us when it was completed um was a house with Bill and at first like Bill hated me and he like (laughs) You're making friends. Yeah, he's like, he's like, who is this like, like an interior person coming in here and like telling me what I should do with my with my architecture. And like, by the end of that project, we were like buddies, like, because he understood that, like, I'm not there to, I wasn't trying to, to, you know, like, I don't know, like, like, talk shit about his architecture or like, say that it wasn't, you know, like, wasn't good. I was just my whole thing is like, we can make it better. Like if we just make mm. these adjustments, like this could be so much better. Like what if we looked at it this way? And he luckily he is like completely open to that. And so now it's like we are able to, you know, he knows that like it comes from a place of love, not like I'm not trying to like cause any trouble. And and so we're able to like have this great debate. Like and we, you know, we sometimes get into it as well. And Susie has seen that, but but he's kind of like become family and we're like, I feel like we can spar and it's like you know, at the end of the day, we can still go and have a glass of wine kind of thing. Is is most of your work in the residential sector? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, absolutely. Right now, occasionally we will get the one off where a client who's our, like already a residential client wants to do a an office or they have a project going that they want to bring us in on, you know, hospitality related. But currently we are all residential except for some light consulting we're doing on um a, a very famous restaurant here in Seattle that's sort of like a ongoing whenever they need <clears throat> whenever oh. they need anything gotcha and yeah. we work for trade we work for food <laughs> <laughs> food, food and drink yeah. hey that works <laughs> yeah so is there a lucas design aesthetic and signature look you know, I think that's always a hard one because like, people ask us that. And I think for us, it's so important to honor the architecture and also be um, feel 
grounded in the place that we're mm -hmm. building in. So things like I think we put I think we put our stamp on it by always re being really um, sensitive to scale and proportions and interesting textures, um, making sure interiors feel really warm and comfortable. Mm -hmm. But it's like that can be translated into a beach house or into a mountain house, you know? I mean, is there anything you would add to that, Dave? I mean, no, I, I, no go ahead, Sue. No, no, no. I'm... I was just going to say that, like, I do, I think that, like, what we're sort of known for is maybe, you know, being able to, um, you know, see, have a vision for a project, mm -hmm. you know, and like, again, it's like understanding what the architecture is, like Susie said, and really understanding how to bring the best out of that architecture um and and that and the site and sort of like what the client is looking for Susie is like an amazing listener with clients I'm usually the one who is just sort of like no 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 let me tell you like this is what I see this is going to be amazing and then Susie's the one that's just like um yeah but like they have four kids and you know maybe we shouldn't like maybe there needs to be handrails in this house <laughs> or like <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's it's so I think that um, between the two of us, like we really try to push the boundaries and we try to um, bring, you know, do things that are interesting and exciting, but tempered with like, this is, you know, this is for this, this, whoever this, the family is like, it's mm -hmm. for these people. We need to make sure that we're like meeting all their needs and then maybe also like exceeding those needs with, with, you know, things that they're going to even be surprised about at the end of the day. Um, I would so, say we're so not really. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say I would say we're not really driven by um, like any sort of like trends or fads. Like that's not like I specifically go out of my way to detail things so that they're mm -hmm. difficult to to build so that they can't be reproduced. Like that's kind of my goal a lot of times on projects is like <laughs> how can we how can we do this so that you're we're not going to see it on you know like show up in like you know a million projects and right so it sounds like Susie, you're the practical one and dave is the more visionary or experiential I would say person. That, yeah that's, <laughs> he's like the big picture um usually like gut reaction big picture of what a project needs or what the big moves are Mm -hmm. Um, and then depending on the size of the project and what's going on and we'll work with designers in our office and we're very collaborative, you know, we love working with project teams. Um, I, I always think like you get the best design when you're bouncing ideas around and there's a lot of bad ideas and then you kind of edit it to right. <laughs> what, what it, the best for me is usually like when you go through like five options and you come back to what you thought was like the first, your first idea, and then you're like, okay, that was, you know, the best. Go, go with your <laughs> but you had to explore the five different right. avenues to make sure you're going the right way. And then meanwhile, I'm always like, you see, we didn't have to explore all those things. We knew from the start. <laughs> we should, should have just like listened. <laughs> but yeah, you have Part to go the through process. the process. So what is your process and approach to new projects? Well, it's, it's a kind of just too. that. It's kind of just that. I think Dave usually, 
when we, um, depending on at what point we get brought in, our preference is usually like once there's a floor plan, at least a draft of an architectural floor plan, um, so that we have an understanding of like, this is assuming ground up construction, not a remodel, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, so we understand all the like regulatory aspects of building, like what are the setbacks? What are, you know, what the scale, what, what scale does the building need to be? Once we get that sort of first draft from an architect, David will look at it and start just looking at it with a discerning eye and trying to make, you know, trying to boil it down to what is the big what is the big move? What is the feeling of the house? Um, we we'll, we communicate a lot with just like reference images or looking at old historical references, pulling together pallets of materials, trying to get the client excited about like the poetic aspect of what it is to build like a mm -hmm. beautiful dream home. Um, and once we have a little bit of a sort of vision and idea of all that, we do go pretty quickly into 3D modeling, which is an amazing tool that has taken our, you know, has changed our <laughs> industry. Um, it's, it's incredible what you can do with these plans, right. and, you know, with these um, models. And depending on who we're working with in terms of an architect's office, we'll do a lot of back and forth studies um, in 3D models and just start, you know, we, we, we start with kind of the public spaces or the main big spaces of a project um get the client on board for that and then sort of filter that language into the the entire house but i mean it's all fun we're so lucky to get to do what we do it's like it's ridiculous right <laughs> i mean we we really are we have like such great clients um we just get to dream up crazy stuff all day i mean it doesn't know we all land and sometimes yeah. the budget comes back and people are like uh no we're not doing that but it's it's sometimes it's really, it works out sometimes it works out <laughs> that's good yeah. is there any tell us a little bit about your current projects you're working on on ones you've just recently completed um well so i i think that um it, they kind of run the gamut in terms of um you know residential projects we're working on um this great remodel in um uh, la jolla which i'm very excited about because the client um the house is like was it, it's like this amazing site like so beautiful and mm -hmm. that's one of the things i think that gets both Susie and i really excited is like if it's just this like gorgeous spot and you're like okay can this can be you know this site could really handle a good piece of architecture and like if the client understands that and understands that like it, it's it's going to be painful it's going to be expensive but <laughs> at the end of the day it's going to be amazing and you're going to be so happy that you went through this process to get this house so we have that client with this project right, right now where they're like because they've lived in it actually for about 10 years and they've just the house has been like beat to it's like it, it really needs to be I mean, it probably should have been burned down and like rebuilt, but instead we just kind of took it to the studs. Um, mm -hmm. But it is, it's going to, it's just has such, such potential that I'm really excited about it. And then we're also like, like Susie said, it's like, what, what's great for us with our projects is we have these have clients who just want us, like they just want 
interesting things. Like this one family we work with a bunch, um, they, in, in COVID, you know, they sort of realize they're like, all right, like we, when we have to like hunker down, we need space to be able to, cause they travel with like, you know, they want to bring their friends with them and, you know, like have their little like group of people. And now that like, like, let's say that COVID's over, even though it isn't kind of is, um, you yeah. know, they're able to like, <laughs> we're just moving on. Right. Um, they're, they still function the same way. Like when they go to their, you know, some of their houses they want to be able to bring their friends with them so they decided to add this like 12,000 square foot addition to uh one of their current homes and it's got like you know entertaining spaces like all the things that you'd want to be able to do and with this house in particular they had a design they had an architect who designed this thing for them and I was like this just isn't this isn't what you should be building here this doesn't feel right and I just kind of like, it's one of those cases where I sort of came to the client honestly and was like, hey, like, I really think you need to rethink this. I think it needs to be this. And they were like, yes, we have to, this is what we need to do. And so I'm really excited about this project because they trusted me to change gears, mm -hmm. change directions. Like they're really excited about it. Our whole project team is like really excited about it. And it's it's just going to be this like amazing like addition to these people's house where they can you know entertain all their friends and you know hopefully they'll entertain us once or twice there too so we'll get to use it <laughs> there you <laughs> but, go uh, yeah so we're just like i don't know we're just i'm excited about what clients have made possible for us in terms of like the projects that they bring to us so on that note how do you balance the client's uh preferences with your own vision i don't luckily <laughs> Susie. <laughs> Susie will come I mean, in and be kind I, of the mediator. <laughs> well, because so, no, sometimes they will bring sometimes they will bring you a picture. And it's like you know a person with a haircut. It's like I want my hair to look like this. It's like it doesn't work because it and design yeah. it's your lifestyle and the way the functionality and stuff. So how do you kind of incorporate that? They have a a very precise preference, and then you have to kind of detour and install or guide them into a different design vision. Yeah, sometimes you just have to, you know, you got to let them put that one thing on that you're like, you should probably take that off. But, you know, you right. got to let them wear that. <laughs> but at the same time, like, as long as you, you know, for for me, we do have to, you know, obviously, we have to listen, we, we have to understand what it is they're trying to achieve. And I think what we try to do, both Susie and I, and I'll let her speak to it as well, is we try to find the best version of that thing and and just build a strong argument as to why maybe right. what they're looking for isn't actually that picture but maybe it's this other thing that you know and and kind of point out the functional relationship of like what you know why those things how they're related why they are the same but um you know how the slight differences make it that much better yeah and sometimes you just have to tell people like this isn't gonna like we have this client who I just adore and she is having so much fun with the process and she'll like she last night she's sending this in, incredible legitimately incredible like mid-century screen that mm -hmm. like floats down from the ceiling and I'm like she's like can we do something like this and I'm just like no like you don't want to <laughs> yes it's amazing but you just don't this was just not gonna work in your right. face like you just get another house I don't know like it's not <laughs> and and she's like I know you know she knows she's just like isn't it just so cool and you're like yeah let's just we look at the picture <laughs> yeah. 
And that's also like one of the, I think what we both Susie and I are really thankful for is that like we have clients that are actually really interested in their projects. I mean, in the, mm. in the world of high-end residential, like we don't have those clients where they're like, they live, you know, in, you know, another country and their, their um, owner's rep has contacted us to furnish this 25,000 square foot house and they're going to come at the end. And, you know, like we don't have, those are not like our projects. Our clients want to be part of the process. They're interested in design. You know, I think that's one of our strong suits is really being able to collaborate with the client as well. Like they're part of that process. They're part of the discussion and they're like, you know, their opinions are equally as valid. And, you know, like just because we're the, you know, the quote unquote, like design professionals, you know, they also, you know, obviously they bring to the table their own design aesthetic, their own, you know, ideas and their dreams and all that stuff. And it's our job to, you know, kind of figure out how to make that happen and say no. Right. I mean, it is important <laughs> to say no. Like I, I actually just emailed a client like, please let me protect you from yourself <laughs> with, some, with some of your ideas. Like, you got, you know, sometimes you, they, you just have to let them know that like, yeah, this is, you're, you're going to take things in a direction that's not going to work for the project. So what motivates and inspires both of you creatively, creatively? <laughs> I think in terms of motivation, it's just always, um, trying to do better, you know, like every house we finish it's a, it's funny it's especially in in the world that we operate in some of our projects can take 3 to 5 years right mm. especially some of the big ones um and a lot of it just boils down to like you know you'll work on something for 3 years and it's like okay we're going to get like maybe 20 great pictures out of it and out of that those 20 pictures maybe like eight of them could get published potentially. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like you get to the, once you get those finished photos, I mean, that's like always the most exciting part for an interior designer, because mm -hmm. how else do you get to share your work with your colleagues and other people in the world? Right. It's like, it's, it's our finished art. Right. And it's so hard. That whole process is, you know, it's also just hard. I mean, architectural photography is amazing what the we're so lucky to work with like i mean we i know you had douglas friedman on the right. show i mean watching doug like work and capture a space is incredible and the um the just the all the tricks that go into it it's 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 insane so i think it's like always striving to not only finish the project but get these beautiful captured images and then it's like, okay, we got that done. What can we do better next time? How do how can we improve it? How can we make everything more efficient um, and just surprise people? So that's what motivates me is like always just striving to, to do better work. Yeah, I, I think that for me, honestly, like I still get really excited from, you know, I'll get that new, that floor plan for a new project and just sort of like it kind of gets my brain like I, it starts to have to like move and work and and start to like manipulate the space in my head and like how can this be improved you know what like how can the flow of this space work better how can we clean up these lines to like you know kind of edit this down to what is the strongest you know parts and pieces of this architecture so for me it's like 
getting the, you know, I'm, I'm not the kind of person like left to my own devices. I'm going to be like on my sofa watching TV, not talking to my husband. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, a, like a, every good American, like that's, that's right. like me on my own. But uh, in the, um, you know, I, I, so I really need that. Like, I need that catalyst, which is the, like the, the architect, like I need, I need a plan or like, for instance, uh, something for me that, you know, I, like, right now I'm sort of like looking trying to find a house in Seattle which is like trying to find a needle in a haystack at the moment but right. and, and you know if it doesn't happen that's fine but um I'll go to these um to this to a site like an actual site will be like so inspiring for me um just being able to imagine like what are the you know based on this site like what is the best way to bring out what is you know the the the, the best qualities of this of you know of this location like those are the kinds of things that for me, like it starts to get my brain working. Um, mm -hmm. And then I just like, I'm instantly starting to design, you know, uh, you know, based on information that I'm getting. And that's kind of, I think how, like where, how my process works is it, it has to be, you know, I have to, I feel like I work better when I work in collaboration with like some, some other thing, whether it be, an architect who can bring me a plan that he, you know, that, that we can collaborate on together or, um, I don't know, a sister who comes in <laughs> or two, a sister yeah, or two. two. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just, I like punishment. I like to be like beaten down by my little sisters. That's what inspires me. <laughs> Do you feel you both take uh, challenges and risk in your design and creatively? I mean, I would say that I do. I mean, I like literally will redesign something completely and just ask a client to like move forward, you know, with something that they mm -hmm. weren't even expecting to do. I mean, I'll let Sue, you know, Sue, do you take risks? I think um, it's like a balance, right? You have to have a good foundation and then sure, like a crazy, you know, add one crazy thing in, add a few like unexpected moments because otherwise, you know, there's, you need to keep a room or a space dynamic, right? So mm -hmm. there has to be something challenging, like maybe that chair that you never, doesn't seem like it fits actually will be the thing that brings everything together. So, but I don't, but I think because of the fact that we do really, um, try to be proud of the fact that I'm always thinking about design being timeless. It's like, I don't want things to get dated. I don't want right. things to, you know, like clients, this is such an investment. It's like, I want the best is when you go back to a project like 10 from 10 years ago and it still looks fresh and great. Mm -hmm. And all they need is like a couple, you know, new pillow inserts because things have been worn, you know? Right. Um, so it's like a, a, a careful amount of risk. <laughs> I, Sue, I also think that, like, actually for both of us, I think we're really inspired and, you know, we're, we, we were challenged by, like, the various, like, um, workrooms and, and artists that we work with. Like, you know, in Seattle, we have a, a lot of terrific metal workers. And so, like, it'll just inspire us to add things into our projects that, um, you know, from the outside might seem like, you know, like, why would you do something like this? But because mm -hmm. of the fact that we know that we have this incredible artist and support to try to do something like we're able to collaborate and work on, you know, kind of bring in elements um, to our projects that, you know, you usually, you, you might not see every day. 
At least I don't. Maybe I'm not looking in the right places. I don't know. Is there one or two projects that you can think of that said, okay, now we're official. We're really a business. I I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna let, I'll let you answer your, your give your answer too. But mine is no because it's I feel like it's been this like climb. Like I feel like it's like little steps. You know, it's like not like one big thing that completely it, you know open things up. It's like mm-hmm. we've just slowly built all of these relationships, and that's really what it's about. It's like we have this incredible network of like we work with this contractor uh, Hill Construction down in Southern California also that. It's like, you know, like they, they'll bring projects to us. We'll, you know, we, you know, we will, uh, you know, try to, you know, bring projects to them. We try to, you know, we're like, oh, this could be really interesting, you know, for us to collaborate on together. And then like, we're able to do these amazing things. And it's like, it's more about when you look back, you're like, oh, wow. Like, look at where we've gotten to rather than like, we completed this project and we're like, oh, we, we got to this point. It's more of like, right kind of like retrospectively being like, okay, we have this great network of, of people that we've built over all of this time and years and energy that has like, you know, we've, we've, you know, kind of, we've made, we've kind of like staked our place in this, in this uh, industry. Mm. I do think for me, um, having our office building that we, um, you know, we, bought this crappy little building in Ballard. I don't know if you're familiar with Seattle, but it's like the old fisherman neighborhood. Uh-huh. And it was two commercial fishermen had this building. It was like a wreck. And we completely, you know, redid all the finishes in it. And so I think for me, that was something that was like, okay, it feels like we have like a place that we, at least in terms of a, of a business, we can call home that we know we won't have to like negotiate a lease or, you know, have, you know, we built it so that we can like have room to grow. And it's just, I mean, that has been like a great thing for our studio. So I would say that for me, Mm -hmm. I mean, things feel real, like, Oh, we're really doing this. This is <laughs> It didn't feel real when we were in my in my condo suit. That wasn't real enough for you. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it was a it was a it was a process to get there. Literally working out of David's condo, and then we were working out of a um like a commercial storefront space for many years. And you're just like outgrowing these spaces. So finally, having this building that we're really proud of, I think is it has been a big kind of like checking the box of something that I'm proud of. Is there one particular project that you both want to do that you haven't been asked to do yet or has, hasn't come to the plate? Well, we've been asked to do one that we really want to do that we haven't gotten yet. So hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed for us. Um, I don't know. The White House. I don't know. <laughs> hey, why not? Start at the top. Dream big, right? Yeah, absolutely. Keep on saying it, it will come to you. Yeah, I mean, how amazing would that be? Like, I love history and just, you just never know. So what's next for the design firm and each of you? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, we're just trying to get through the day. I know. So, um, I don't, we, we have honestly so many exciting projects right now. It is, it is, we are in a, like an, I think this next year, 2024 is going to be a big year for us because we have two very 
large projects that this is like a big year for these projects. They hope to both be finishing by 2025. So mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be really staying um, on top of every detail of those. At least that, that that's what is my on my forefront right now. Yeah, um, I, I I think that we both and just all three of us siblings in general, we just sort of like we just have like blinders on, and we're just so like focused on like getting you know we just want to do the best that we can possibly do that like mm -hmm. we're not really we don't really like oftentimes step outside of that to and actually Susie and Rachel and I have all been like oh we need to maybe do this maybe we need to like stop and like you know kind of say what is it you know what are what is that thing that we want to do and how can we make that thing happen like you're you're reminding us that like we probably need to, to do this and, and like maybe just like stop working for a minute and like you know do something uh make a plan for some bigger greater thing that we could potentially do but it's hard to because we do really enjoy just the day-to-day -day, uh work on our projects i mean it's mm -hmm. like you know it's like working with family and friends like you know, I'm like laughing all day long with the various projects teams, you know, like it's just it's the best part. Yeah, it's great. It's like we're like gossiping. We're, you know, it's <laughs> like it's like it's pretty fun. It's, it can be a fun industry. So anything else you both want to add or tell us about that we haven't uh, discussed or you haven't shared? You know, I we were kidding around like we don't really have anything to promote except for ourselves, but we do always want to um, remind people to hopefully follow us on Instagram. We try to do like fun behind the scenes, um, you know, snapshots of our projects and yeah, just always looking for the next new fun project or fun person to collaborate with and i think i mean instagram is pretty incredible in terms of connecting people in this world mm -hmm. so yeah social media is pretty it's a you know it's a, such a powerful thing like we have actually through pinterest got probably one of our like best projects ever wow and just because somebody kept so random kept randomly pinning images of our work and then that she was like oh wait like I've pinned half a dozen images from this firm. Like maybe I should contact <laughs> these people. Maybe I should so, hire you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just funny how it works, right? Yeah. right? So anyway. Well, I I wanted to thank you both for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure and I hope hope you enjoyed yourselves as well. It was great. Thank you, Cray. We feel really um, honored to be a part of this. Thank well, thank you. <laughs> Much continued success to both of you and your firm and your other sister. Yeah, <laughs> yes. poor Ray. Shout out. Shout out to Rachel. <laughs> well, we'll, take, uh, we'll talk soon and take care of yourselves. Okay, Thank thanks, you. Craig.